This episode of Lash Boss Radio is brought to you by Paris Lash Academy. If you guys haven't heard of PLA, they are known for their pro-made fans. Even before uh, pre-mades, pro-mades were a thing and done well by a lot of companies, they were doing it right. They actually have their own manufacturing facility in Vietnam, and that is just next-level quality control, if you ask me. Um, I love PLA because uh, their team is just so incredibly generous and kind and sweet. Last year, I met them at the event that I threw with LashCast, which was the Las Vegas Lash Social, which was during IBS. We're doing it again this year, but um, I met them there and they were all like all smiles, all hanging out, just looked so happy to be together. And I just really liked that. I love that inside of a company. So They've got great quality products and their customer service is like unmatched. They're probably one of the most generous um, companies that I have come across. So thank you so much, PLA, for sponsoring today's episode. If you guys want to shop Paris Lash Academy, you can do so at parislashacademy.com and use code LASHBOSSRADIO for 15% off of your order. Thank you again, PLA, and here is today's episode. Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Tiffany Mitchell. She is a salon mentor, and we're here to talk a little bit about her background, what she does for our industry, and some other exciting things that we've got going on. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. To start off this episode, can we just hear a little bit about your background and how you got started in this industry? I was a makeup artist, like many of us start in the industry, really into that. And originally, I went to aesthetic school to learn or to be able to do makeup full time legally. And towards the end of school, I ended up learning how to do lash extensions. And initially, it was just supposed to be something extra that I offered to my brides. And it ended up actually taking over my whole career and my whole life. I um, I started offering it, I started posting pictures. And I think it was at a time where people were still like, Oh, my gosh, what are those? You know, so it quickly built up and snowballed, I started taking more and more lash clients. And then I quickly stopped being known as the makeup girl and I became the lash girl. And I um, started by just honestly taking clients out of my really teeny tiny apartment. I shared a room with my, um, or I shared an apartment with my friend and I sort of started just taking clients out of there and it started getting so big so fast that I knew I had to do something to make sure that I was staying legal and everything. Um, so about Maybe three months after that, I got my first rental suite. I started renting from a hair salon in the city and the rest is kind of history. I, um, I was solo for that whole entire first year. I got completely booked out very fast, was very overwhelmed. And I knew that I had to hire if I wanted to continue to go on. And so I opened up my first little studio and it's been going on since then. (laughs) We have very similar starts. Um, 
And I find it funny. A lot of people start in this industry thinking it's just going to be a little little side thing or a little hobby. Even I'm like, this is not a hobby. This is like a full on like life choice here. It's a, it's a career path. And um, I have a question about you building your clientele. You said that you built it out pretty fast. I felt the same way whenever I started too. Do you feel like there was anything specific that made that possible for you that it didn't take too long for you to build that up? Yeah, I have to say, I think a lot of it was just my personality and the ability to connect with my clients. Um, I, I really feel like the experience that I gave them, it wasn't necessarily that I was, you know, going out of my way and rubbing their feet and, you know, giving, leaving mints on their pillow. I wasn't really doing those things. It was just that, um, you know, I'm a real person and I, I feel like that, kind of came through and how I was servicing them, how I was communicating with them. I did come from a, you know, a big customer service background in my previous jobs and previous life before the beauty industry. Um, you know, I just, I listened to people and I found those little things that I could connect with them on. And I just built actual real relationships with those clients. And I think that's what, you know, kept them coming back, obviously doing lashes, you know, giving them something that is transformational is, going to keep them hooked but how do you get them to stay with you and at that time you know I do feel like it was just by being real with them Mm -hmm. and would you say it wasn't in a way where you were being overly um personal with them like you could still keep like a boundary of professionalism there um but you were also just um I mean and whenever I think of this I kind of see it as somebody who's not being either extremely this way or extremely that way they're kind of in the middle and they can dance that line um i think it could come off super cold or not personal when you're being too professional and like customer service like you know when you're on a call with customer service with any company and you're like oh my gosh just speak to me like i'm a human right so are you saying that it was kind of like you you understood that balance well yeah i think it's really important to really make it about them in a sense where you're, you know, you're listening about them, but then you're giving them, you know, personal anecdotes or way that you can relate to what they're saying. Like, Oh my gosh, one time. Yeah. Like one time this happened to me too. And it's like, you're letting them into your life a little bit. You can definitely give them pieces of your life that they feel like, you know, you two are girlfriends, but as far as keeping that, you know, there's a fine line of balance. I think in the beginning it was a little bit harder because they were literally laying in my, you know, in my apartment. So it was like, there was no line of personal, but, um, I think once I got into my space and that became a more professional setting, it was easier to like keep those, um, keep those boundaries. You have to have some kind of professionalism and some kind of boundaries, because if not, you know, your clients will walk all over you or they're going to be, you know, they're going to be canceling on you last minute. It's like, you need to be understanding and great in that moment while you're connecting with them, but also still come across as like, this is my business and this is how I make money Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Is that something that you try to teach your team now that you're a salon owner? Yeah. And, and it's really cool because I think that it's very apparent. Like when you look around the studio and like, I I do have, I have 14 lash artists now, uh, lash artists and estheticians and um, the ones who just have that magnetic personality you can see it by how booked they are and it's really cool for them to see like okay if I you know what about this person 
does make them magnetic to clients is because they are personable. And um, I think being able to just directly tie things into that with their numbers and keeping track of all that stuff. Um, and also giving advice when you do notice that maybe somebody is not, uh, maybe they're a little bit more reserved, a little bit more shy. It's like not everybody has to be the same super bubbly, super happy every day, you know, robot. But I'm like, if you could just find one thing to connect with your client on each time, and if you can remember that one thing and bring it up the next time that they come back, ask them how it's going. Like that's how you start to build actual relationships with your clients. Mm-hmm. So um, you have a, two salons, a big team um, that doesn't just happen by chance. Do you have any advice for someone who might be in that situation now or looking to build a team one day? Um, is there anything that you you know that uh, served you well? And is there anything that you feel like you would have done differently? Oh, that's a really good question. So the first thing I would suggest if you're looking to bring on a team member make sure that you that the demand is there. So I think that sometimes as business owners, especially those of us who are moms and run our business too, like we have so many hats that we wear and it could be really enticing to want to just dump your problems onto somebody else. But you have to lead into it knowing that you, A, want to, you actually do want to help build other people up. So you have to have that passion of wanting to lead others and wanting to help them grow their own career. Um, but you do have to have the demand there in your business. So and what I mean by this is if you are just, you know, you're constantly booked out, like however many hours that you have that you're offering your clients, you are just at that max capacity level. You really can't take on more, um, you know, instead of blocking it off in your Insta bio, which I can't stand that like whole no, not accepting new clients. That's when you need to think about what would it look like if I brought somebody on my team and what are the things that I look at that are most important in bringing someone on my team. So, you know, do they align with your mission, like how you're serving your clients? Do they align with your values? Um, Not even externally with how you want your brand to come across, but internally, like, are you going to vibe well with this person? Um, It's much better to wait and find that right person than just, you know, go ahead first and find the first person that comes along that offers to help you. Um, So, if you are going that route, I would suggest kind of, you know, dipping your toes in first and really trying to get a good grip on like who it is that you're looking for. So I think the biggest thing that I would have done differently is in the beginning, I didn't know how to lead. Like I knew that I had the demand. I knew that I wanted to hire people on my team and I brought them on, but I didn't have any type of onboarding plan. I had no idea how I was going to help them grow. I didn't technically even know how to walk them through a training program. And I think that, you know, looking back, I would have been a little bit more clear on exactly who I wanted to hire, not necessarily the the person, but like the type of employee that I wanted to hire, what their long-term, short-term and long-term goals were. Um, My very first employee, she was great. She, one thing I do like that I did with her is I knew that I was really, really passionate about lashes. I knew that I didn't want to do facials. I knew that I didn't want to do waxing, but that was something that she was interested in. So I liked the idea that, you know, that I hired somebody that could take on the services that I no longer wanted to do to help grow my business. But what I definitely would have changed was um, be, 
being having somebody that was more in line with where I could see my business growing. So that was number one. And then number two, really investing time in learning how to be a good leader, because since I had been on my own for so long, I never really had that experience. I feel, you know, I, I let my emotion, you know, I wore, I wore my emotions on my sleeves. If I was upset about something, if I wasn't happy about how she did something, I kind of like let that come out in how I handled things with her. And I think now, like looking back, the more that you define what your expectations are and learn how to communicate those to people, the more smoothly it will go as you start to build on them. Now that you're a salon mentor, do you kind of think back to how it was for you back in the day to kind of drive your um, course content or just um, your answers when they ask you a question that you're familiar with from when you were in that stage? Does um, your past experiences, you know, growing your team and stuff, does that drive a lot of the reason why you're a salon mentor now? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because I always say, you know, you learn the you learn the most from the mistakes that you make. And I... Um, you know, I've definitely made my mistakes along the way, but I've learned so much in the last like nine, almost 10 years, I think going on 10 years now. And, um, I don't know, like, I'm just kind of a problem solver in general. And I get really excited when people do have questions that I'm like, Oh, like pick me. I know the answer. Um, I, and I just, I've learned it as I go. And I feel like because I'm so passionate about it, I've soaked it in like a sponge. And then if I can help somebody not make the same mistakes that I did, or, let them know like, Hey, you could do this. You could do this. This is what happened for me. But like at the end of the day, you're your own person. So, you know, I can only give them different scenarios of what could happen, but yeah, I I definitely pull them off of all of the crazy things that I've been through. Mm -hmm. I just have to say, um, when I first got to know you, um, I feel like we just started talking about work and stuff. And it was after the summit when we had like a long chat after one of the days. I don't know if it was the last day or or the first day, but um, I was sitting with you and I was just thinking, wow, like you really know your stuff because it took me a long time to kind of know some of the things about salon ownership and systems and everything. And it was like, you could, you just knew them already. And I just was like recognizing that, you know, you've also you just have a lot of knowledge because you've walked kind of the same shoes I have. And so it's just really cool to see somebody else like just preaching things that I know are really beneficial for the industry and also just salon ownership, um, which is not an easy route to take. Um, So I just have to commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I I always think it's funny how the right people come into your life at, at you know, the very right moments. And we were able to connect on that. And I feel like salon ownership is kind of a lonely walk in a way because you have salon owners that are stressed out of their mind. And then you have salon owners who are maybe not doing things, you know, the right way, or they're not doing right by their employees. And they're, you know, a whole different breed. But then you meet somebody that runs a salon that like actually truly cares about their employees and doing right by them. And I think that's why we connected so much. And, you know, I have so much respect for you and your salon as well. And just, I feel like we have really similar leadership styles. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, One thing I really like that you do is, and I pointed this out to you that I, I sometimes will like read a post someone um, did. And like, whenever you made a post, I told you how it made me feel like, 
I was like, this is how it felt when I read your caption. <laughs> but um, I really like that you don't have a one size fits all or a this is the only right way to do something. Um, I like that that's the approach that you take with certain things. I think that you have definitely best practices and generalized things, but there's little uh, there's multiple little routes you can take for each piece it seems. And so um, I think that that feels really safe as a salon owner to know, hey, there's this person out there who's not going to totally make me do all of this change. I can kind of go to her with my thoughts and we can kind of come to the best solution for the problems that I have. And so I love that you do that. Can you talk a little bit about why it is that you approach things that way versus saying, this is this is the Tiffany Mitchell way of running a salon. Here you go. Yeah, because you know everybody's business, everybody's everybody's business is going to be different. Everybody's unique situation is going to be different, and everybody goal everybody's goals are going to be different. You know, you might be a salon owner that really loves the admin side of things, and you want to be in there day to day, and you thrive off of those relationships that you have with your clients. You might love like like me like I love the business side of things I love to figure out how I can get my salon to run without me necessarily having to be there every day so I can work on like other passion projects I'm definitely like a like multifaceted like passionate business owner so I love I love the strategy behind like problem solving with that so my goals might be different than your goals and somebody else's goals and you have to be able to meet people a where they're at and my method might not work for everybody um, you know, my area might not be the same, you know, same area as somebody else and what I do might not work for you. But I think that, you know, that old saying, teach a man to fish and he'll never go hungry is something along those lines. Like, mm -hmm. I believe that if you give people the tools that they need to figure things out, then they can figure out what aligns best with them, what aligns best with their goals, and then they can make a decision. So, you know, for instance, like it could be, employee pay. So is this the right way? Is that the right way? I will give them, you know, some salon owners do this, some salon owners do this. This is why you might do this one. Here are the pros and cons. Here's why you might want to do this. Or there's this other option over here. Which one of those sounds like something you might be interested in? And then we can kind of backtrack from there and figure out what else you need to do to make sure that all of those systems and, and processes fall in line with that. It almost empowers somebody to make their the own their own decision um, that they think is right for their company, but also teaches them how they came upon that decision. That skill of solving the problem is also just a skill that they could use when they need to pivot or change a different pay structure, for example, in that one that you chose. So I really like I really like that method because it's more about teaching them, as you say, how to do it versus like here's here's what you have to do and you'll need to use me forever you know to to keep being successful type of thing what are the different capacities that you work with salon owners can you talk just a little bit about the services that you offer yeah so i i do a group coaching like a group mentorship 
um, thing twice a year where I will open the doors. I let salon owners in and then I take them along this journey of like, okay, here are the main pillars that you need to focus on to create like a really strong salon. So it's everything from, you know, getting really solid on your brand messaging, walking through systems, what systems I find very important and how to structure them as far as your policies and procedures go, not only with just how you're running the back end of your business, but also the procedures and processes with having employees and HR and what does, you know, taking them through an onboarding experience mean. Um, So we go through that we go through learning how to kind of create different level structures and learn how to track and motivate your employees through goal setting. So I, that's kind of like a whole immersive experience where, you know, you join the group once it launches every single week, there is a module that drips out with some course information. And then we jump on weekly one-on-one calls. So I'll have a, a big group of salon owners that walk through that and um, anywhere from six to 10 weeks, we do that. And then at the end of it, we just kind of reflect on everything that we've gone through. And that's been probably the most rewarding, I would say for me, because I just, I love seeing how different salon owners from all over the country get to come in. And it's very apparent, like what we were just talking about, how everybody has a different story and everybody has, you know, different types of employees, like what's going to motivate your employees might not motivate my employees. So being able to take the principles of it and learn how to apply it to your own business, being able to ask questions, um, not only with me, but we, you know, we have like a community channel that the girls can write back and forth to each other. And I think they also build relationships outside of the course with that. It was really cool. Um, Some of my students this past time all went to LashCon and I got to see them taking pictures together. So that was, that was really nice. But that's my, um, that's my big thing. And then I have my one-on-one mentorships. So we usually do, depending on what you are trying to accomplish, we have a six week and a 12 week um, mentorship where I'm just meeting with you one-on-one each week. And we have kind of, we go over your goals in, you know, deep um, expectations that come along with that. Like what, what are your goals that you're trying to achieve and how can I help you to get there? And then we kind of take you along that journey there. Um, and then lastly, I, this past year, I created this little salon mastermind that I'm obsessed with where I have just some higher level, like salon owners, like, you know, me and you who just like really want to do things the right way, but they want to connect with people on that different level that are going through the same things as them. Um, and we, we meet like every other week. So yeah, all about salons and helping, helping the owners, but just trying to, um, my biggest goal this year is just like really creating that community and getting us together because like we were talking about earlier, the, the walk with that is pretty lonely. Yeah. And I feel yeah. Like especially the ones who are trying to do it the right way. So I'm just trying to pull everybody in so we can all have that like constant camaraderie, I guess you could say. When I mentioned earlier, like I, I, what I recognized whenever I started talking to you is there's something different with salon owners who are in it for just the money. And then there's some people that are in it for something else. It's not, it's, you almost never hear them talk about money and you don't hear them referring to their team as like just well how many do you have well how many do you have it's not it doesn't feel like that it's more just about um it's something different like i i feel like we never talk about um just profitability or just pay or anything we talk about so much more like the culture in the salon and other things and so um 
Yeah, I think that's really cool. So as a business owner, there's, you know, so many opportunities for continuing your education, like conferences or taking a course online or something like that. But something like this, where you're, you have to meet somebody regularly over Zoom or something, that's a different kind of learning. And it's actually something that really fat, like really quickly propels you forward because I'm sure, you know, on those calls, it's like you see these people coming in and they say, hey, this is my goal between now and the next time I see you. And then the next time they see you, they've got it done, or maybe they need a little bit help with that. And then they just keep on going. And that's so much more beneficial, I think, than just taking like a course where you're sitting at home and watching it, taking the information in because no one's actually there to help you work through that and get it all done. So it's very different, I think. I think we started seeing a lot of uh, courses and course creators and stuff over the last couple of years, but not many people doing something like this to this capacity. Yeah. And I think that one of the things with me, like I've learned because I've bought so many online courses of random things, like I know my learning style. I know because I'm so busy with all of the different things that I have going on that I'm probably not going to set aside the time that I need to go through a course that's just like they're called like evergreen courses where you know you just go through at your own pace like I'm never going to kind of make that a priority whereas if I have that one-on-one time with somebody that I look up to that's walked the same you know walked in the shoes that I want to walk in like I I know that I'm going to value my time with that person a lot more and like you said they're you know I have to hold my clients accountable at times. Like obviously they're the only ones that can really do the work, but just being able to have that set like meeting where it's like, okay, here's what we're going to achieve. I have somebody to bounce my ideas off of and their eyes are focused directly in your business. And, you know, I even make it a point to remember, you know, my, my clients, employees names and figuring out like how to really make their salon the best it can be. And people come to me at like literally at all different stages of running a salon, whether it's, you know, opening up a big new salon or trying to figure out how to, you know, take their existing. I I had like two clients recently, they were sisters and they own this really awesome spray tan bar in, in New Jersey. And they have an amazing team, very, like very similar to how we run our teams. Leadership style is great. They actually really care about the longevity of their team and the careers of their team. And it was really cool to be able to just take the great thing that they had already created and show them just how by implementing systems and how implementing goals for their employees, how they could tweak it just a little bit to take it to that next level, to be able to copy and paste their current model and open up a second location, which is what they're trying to do. So it's really cool to be able to take people like along that journey. Mm -hmm. It's like having a personal trainer for your business, really. Um, instead of just buying like a ebook from a trainer who, who I'm sure the course is awesome still, but it's just different because you have somebody like regularly checking in and helping you. And also like being invested as a mentor too, you know? So Very, very cool. Um, Can we share about the fun thing that we have planned in January? Yes, I'm so excited. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? Um, You can, and then I'll add in. All right. So 
January 13th, we are going to be hosting the Dream Boss Social in Austin. We are going to have a really cool vision board event led by Rihanna Green. She trademarks. So we're going to be manifesting all of our 2024 dreams and goals. And then after that, we are going to be um, doing a panel, the three of us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So the three of us are going to be up there. We're going to be answering all kinds of questions, whether it be, you know, salon stuff, business stuff, legal stuff. We are going to be there to not only, you know, walk you through making your goals, but give you advice on how to achieve those goals. And then party time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty much just a last social, but with, um, dreaming and manifesting involved. And then also, yeah, just getting a Q&A with people who um, want to help you achieve those things this coming year. So it's Saturday, January 13th. It's in Austin, Texas. And we'll put a link in the show notes for you to check it out. I'm just excited because I feel like it's just going to be a really uplifting and motivating event. Like if you haven't been to any of the other like big lash events, like obviously lash boss, um, lash boss summit or lash con. Like my favorite part about these kind of events is just that you get to meet people you wouldn't normally meet like-minded people that are all really like dreaming the same kind of dreams as you when it comes to this industry. And just like, you know, you're going to be in a room with people who are literally paying to like, want to get the education and, and be around people that are bettering themselves, you know? So I think that's where we were at when we were, you know, daydreaming this event. And I'm just so excited that it's now coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. We also have where if you wanted to bring a friend with you, you can totally just come by yourself. Um, I usually go to events by myself. And then over time, I you know, I've gone to so many now that I feel like I'm, I recognize people all the time, but originally I would just go alone, but we have it to where if you do want to bring someone to come with you, you can get a discount whenever you combine the two tickets too. So I'll put information about that in the show notes, but we're really excited about it and we're excited to be co-hosting it all together and doing this. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm super excited for Last Boss Summit, too. Mm-hmm. You're going to be speaking on stage this year. So I know. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited. Um, we're going to be talking, actually, kind of going into what we were talking about here a little bit more today, but getting diving deeper really into how to make goals you know, for yourself or even for your business as far as numbers and what those numbers are actually telling you about your business. So obviously I do this for my employees all of the time, but I started solo too. So these are numbers that you can even, you know, use and track yourself for progress and and growth and to figure out if maybe owning a salon is right for you one day, you know, or maybe you just want to raise your prices and you want to have some like numerical data behind it before you do it like that's what um, I'm going to be speaking on so I'm really grateful for the opportunity thank you of course yeah I'm so I'm so ready for the summit and I just I know the lineup is going to be awesome just like last year you did speak last year but it was on the virtual mastermind Um, but yeah so I'm happy that you'll be on stage for next year so yeah 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 guys and if you if you didn't get to go last year it was honestly even though I was virtual I did attend in person and I was honestly just blown away and I'm not just doing that to guess uh, or saying that to guess Shelby up but it was um it was 
it was really impressive. Like everybody there was so happy. Like the speakers were all on point and they were speaking about things that you don't necessarily hear them speak on. So I got so much information from that, like even being, you know, where I'm at, like there, there was such a good um, mix of artistry and business and just like real life application that you could apply. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that if you are, have been on the fence, it's something that you should absolutely plan out for this year. Thank you for saying that. I think the biggest thing people were saying about it was like they loved how accessible the speakers were because it was more intimate. And um, I I felt like everyone there was really genuine and very loving. And, and it was just everyone was in like a great mood, I guess. And everyone just kind of hung out after the event was over and just on the couches in the lobby and just really getting to talk to everyone was my favorite part of the night. That is my favorite thing, which you know that, but I love connecting with people. My heart is doing backflips. Like I love that stuff. So I was having a great time, but I also loved that other people got to experience that and get their cup filled too. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I can honestly say that was, um, probably some of my strongest relationships that I've formed this year were formed at Lashbox. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the connections that I made that year. And um, yeah, I, I think it's like a no brainer. So what else is going on for you or coming up for you? And also when is your next seven figure foundation course launch? Yeah. So I am, I literally just finished the last cohort. Um, super sad that that is done, but we will be ramping up and launching the group coaching course again this January, late January. Um, if you are interested in getting in on that, um, you can either head to my website or go to Instagram and just get yourself on the wait list. I will have a pre-sale actually probably right around um, Black Friday. So if you are interested in getting in on that, right, like just head over there, get on the wait list, and I'll make sure I email you um, within the next couple of weeks. Also, before we go, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your podcast. You just started a podcast um, recently called The Last Journey Podcast. Can you share a little bit about what you talk about on the show and um, what you have planned coming up? Yeah, so I have launched a business slash podcast. So I basically just come on every week and I talk about a different topic, either something that's been weighing on me or maybe my opinion on something, um, but very educational. Like I'll go into just different ways you can boost your revenue. Obviously, a lot about leading a team or things that I've, you know, mistakes that I've made, how I've overcome them industry events, like all of that good stuff. I try to keep a little mix. I try to have some great guests on there. Um, But yeah, so, so far I am loving it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing a little bit about your last journey and all of the stuff that you've got going on. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's always so great talking to you and connecting with you. And guys, we can't wait to see you in January. Yeah. January 13th, Austin, Texas for Dream Boss Social. Yep, we'll see you there.